America. My name is Jaime Jose Frimpong. Today I'm going to talk to you about BCN, Black News Network, Black News Channel going bankrupt. And what does that mean? It turns out nobody wants to hear black people who were the cast off of mainstream white stations they were for being too straight or having too much bass in their voice or being whatever a little bit too black they got kicked off of mainstream television so they went to black news channel and black news channel um ran their stories and nobody wanted to hear from them nobody wants to hear from the left-ish edge of respectability politics because the problem was always respectability politics so they wanted to be the black version of a white station it turns out nobody wants to hear a black version of a white station nobody wants to hear a black version of a white station because as the black version of the white station they still wanted to be respectable they still wanted to be respectable so this is the there's an analog there are lots of by the way, Mark Lamont Hill, if you're watching this, which I think you should, we could work together. I think you're great. Uh, you know, we disagree on some things, but for the most part, like, I think, like, you're a smart dude, right? So anytime we want to work together, hit me up, and uh, we can do that. Like Charles Blow, whatever. So, but what I will say is that the nobody wants to hear black news from a white like washed through a white perspective it turns out if they wanted that they would just go to like hear the black people the token blacks they have on cnn like nobody wanted to hear that no and it turned and i looked at your views your views get about as much as i'm going to get on this on 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 this right and i don't even have a station on television to like point them to uh this video like your your views are bad because nobody wants to hear that. They can get that same nonsense on CNN, um, like or MSNBC. Except it'll be like you guys were just good enough. I mean, you guys were of that mold, but like then just a little bit too black for those stations, but still committed to the same model. It's not a radically different model, and 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 nobody wanted to hear that. This is all right, so a lot of bougie black institutions get nicks this way they don't understand that um you can't just be off-white <laughs> unless you have government funds like uh like an hbcu you can't just be off-white and be interesting and like even be relevant to black people you can't just be yeah and what or and why i say that is because they didn't actually ever go after the whites on autonomous terms like they didn't actually talk about money and wealth and property and rights and why the problem is the whites right and why the problem is these clan state governments that we need to actually think through and strategize to organize and like a full-throated defense of critical race theory like you never actually were an alternative media source i am more of an alternative media source than black news channel black news channel was the same media source except like a little bit more black it was like but they still wanted to be respectability and here's the deal about trying to appeal i guess their ideal viewer was like the black respectability politics crowd but they're gonna watch fox actually they're gonna watch fox or msnbc they're gonna vote democrats but watch fox or they're gonna watch um uh msnbc or cnn they're not gonna watch that they're, they're gonna like i don't understand 
and for the same reason they yeah I, like it's not uh, so you're a lot of black institutions get into this trouble because they try to appeal to bougie blacks but don't understand that bougie blacks will just take the higher carrot white version right and so like you get these black schools that try to appeal to bougie blacks but bougie blacks will just send their kid to the white school because they're bougie right so uh, there is uh, you get like so there's this illusion that you can have a bougie black version of white institutions but the problem is bougie and blackness shouldn't and don't go together so they'll never be authentically black and then the bougie blacks who exist will just pick the white institution so you could have a bougie black K through 12 schools that opens up in DC and those bougie black kids will still send, Obama's still not gonna send his kids there. He'll send his kids to Sidwell Friends, right? So like you didn't actually think through your work. You didn't actually, you wanted to be like, out, you wanted to outclass your audience. Right? And he didn't actually speak to black people's problems. And you wanted to you wanted to be the respectability politics arm, all black owned respectability politics arm of political news. And that just was never gonna work because it was never gonna be relevant. You wanted to be the HBCU of black news, except HBCUs only survive because of government money. <laughs> right? They don't earn their own keep. So unless you're going to get a government grant, it was, it's not going to work. And so you need to actually, I think this should be a huge um, autopsy done by, hey, look, if you want me to, if you want me to, um, uh, you know, moderate a panel between you and whomever, Mark Lamont, I'm talking to you. Uh, if you want me to uh, uh, moderate a panel, I would love to have an autopsy of where Black News Channel went down. And like we could have it on my channel. Uh, so you can feel free to say what you want. And because I have my own ideas, right? And then you have this lawsuit. It turns out that black, uh, the 13 female employees were um, uh, suing Black News Channel for discrimination because they, Black News Channel tried to be a white news station. It's not going to work. You're not going to be able to Roger Ailes these, <laughs> these women, right? So like, you're not going to be able to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to let them be black on their terms. And like you try to treat people like white institute, you try to run yourself like a black version of a white institution that happened to be black and treat people like a white institution. And it turns out black women fight back and you, <laughs> according to the lawsuit, they fight back. And it turns out that like, it doesn't, it just was, it doesn't work. It's, and it's not supposed to, it's not supposed to. You need original content and not just a black spin on questions designed by white media. Right? And you needed to be a you needed to be bold. Hey, look, Donald Glover, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an entire episode on the season premiere of Donald Glover's Atlanta. Season premiere, I think it's on season four, season three, like whatever, the season premiere, the one that just did, the one I just watched, and because it was excellent. It was excellent. It was 
You needed the news equivalent of that. And it was excellent because it went right after the problem with the whites. And it went after the problem with the whites in a non-obvious way. It went after white women, white womening. And, but it did so in a very clear, but like not, but they were obviously not villains. They were just regular white womening, women, white womening in that pilot. And it turned out that that like pulled back the cover on black child and black male vulnerability relative to them. Right. And it was just an excellent, it was, it, it, it was more important for the culture than anything that black news channel has done in the last two years. I say this about uh, Donald Glover's season, this last season premiere of Atlanta. And that's where we need to think about the fight. That's what we need a news version of that. You need a news version of that. I'm going to do a whole episode on that. And the Black News uh, Channel wasn't a news version of that. It was the HBCU of, of news networks. And HBCUs are one, only it's supported because of the white government. And two, HBCUs are the people who fired W.B. Du Bois. These are the people who fired Carter G. Woodson, right? You needed to bring the unapologetic heat. But instead, either you don't have it in you, it's just not in your disposition, or your paymasters weren't about that. They don't actually want black news. They want the black face of white news with a little bit of chocolate sprinkled in, right? They want, they want white news and black face. They want white news and a black accent. And, you know, you try to be serious, but like you can't do serious work without getting deep, right? So I guess Steve Harvey might've, might've, figured out a niche, but it's because he doesn't do serious stuff. He actually, if he actually did serious stuff, he would have to like, it's serious stuff from a black perspective, not just like, you know, crank calls. He would have to actually, it would be a, a, a fight. It would be a fight to get ratings. Oh no, it would, not, wouldn't be a fight to get ratings. It would be a fight to get uh, endorsements and stay on the air as a private entity. Right? So like, there, there's just a lot going on that black news channel, just thinking that it could be a blacker version of cast-offs from the other news channels, like didn't really think through a slightly blacker version because it was still respectability. And that's ultimately going to be the problem. It was still a respectability politics channel tailored for bougie blacks who would rather just watch CNN and MSNBC because there wasn't, the content wasn't any better, just in a black scent. And that is the problem. And that is a major problem. You needed actually to talk about black people's problems, black people's alienation from the government. Not just the regular police stuff, but I'm talking about money. Like you needed to actually have informative television where they just didn't get black hot takes on whatever was on MSNBC, but actually reformulated the question in a way Black News Channel never did. It never reformulated the question in a serious way that actually made the other question irrelevant, right? I didn't need the black version of Kyle Rittenhouse. I, like I didn't, I didn't, takes, I didn't need responses to white media. What I needed was a new formulation of the problem in a way that the only reason why it hadn't been formulated 
that way is because you know you weren't on an autonomously black network right so i needed you needed to get tommy curry on for you know writing like doing your news editing <laughs> like like you needed to, you needed to get him a segment you needed to get more explosive black people who spoke right down to the problems of black america even the fact that we're not autonomous right so there's this idea. So, for example, what you could have just said about uh, Katanji Brown Jackson is that, look, she's got a mother who was a high school principal, a father who was a lawyer, and they're older baby boomers. And that's just what that class can produce. We don't have that class because white, <laughs> white, white America doesn't allow those kinds of black families. White America does not allow those kinds of black families. If white America allowed those kinds of black families, like what that would be considered black excellence, we would have a million of K. Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. We would have we would have a ton, right? Because she isn't. She's excellent, but only because like like we are under assault, and she is like the girl who lived. Right, so there's this idea, and we never like black, black news channel could have had that conversation. It could have had the like, like, look, we need to like not just give her flowers, but understand how she was produced, and understand why we don't have the material conditions to produce that. So the Moynihan report could say, like I said, these could have been more interesting discussions. The Moynihan report could say that the problem is the black family. You could have said yes, the problem is the black family. But it's not the culture of the black family. It's the fact that we don't have the material conditions to actually sustain the quality of families that will produce the Katanji Jackson Brown, uh, Brown Jackson because they're under constant ideological and material assault. And the material assault is that, like, you know, <laughs> black guys can't earn. And the ideological assault is, you know, generations of telling black women that they shouldn't have to be with a black guy who can't earn. Right. So if you make these arguments, it's actually relevant black news that actually expands the quality of questions we're asking. Why aren't there more um, black families like stable two parent black families that could raise more uh, uh, um, uh, Brown Jackson's, Katanji Brown Jackson's? Um, and the reason is the assault the assault that white America has put on the white family. And let me tell you a little bit about being an internal colony, because that's what I pretty much consider black people in the United States, that we're an internal colony. And because you look at these state governments and all the state governments and stouts in, in the United, in the parts of the United States where there are large amounts of black people, they're all pretty much Klan governments. The Carolinas, like um, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, at the state government, you're talking about the Klan. Like, at the state level. So we're pretty much an internal uh, policy. So we don't actually have control at the state level in any states where there are actual black communities. So we're an internal colony. What does that mean? It means that there's an element within these states that controls the social institutions of these states. So for the white governing class, they govern the state and their norms and their social institutions are and they govern themselves too, right? So it's a constitutional will. They express themselves and then are governed under it um, through the governing administration. Black people who also live in these states, they have all of our, all of our social institutions are on terms set 
by the white people who really govern the state. So white people are self-governing, even if they're fractious among themselves, they're still self-governing within the governing institution. Black people are not self-governing. We are governed by them. We make our due in the ways they allow us to. And that is the problem, right? So they have a self-governing constitutional relationship within themselves. And relative to us, it's a creative relationship. And creators are characterized by they create, they impose a form on objects that are other than themselves, like a sculpture molds clay or whatever, and the artist paints canvas. But um, uh, we are the created. So all of our institutions from the black church to the black family, they, they, they are effectively created by white society. And then we, um, you know, we fill in some edges and, 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 and unessential parts. And that is a problem. That is a problem. Now, we do a lot. We do a lot with the edges we fill in. But the idea that we're self-determining is something that we need to actually investigate and just give the lie to. Because there are too many Negroes you know who won't talk like this because they are scared of the whites. <clears throat> The whites allow us to talk about financial literacy and blaming ourselves. So black leaders, who aren't really black leaders, they're just a black face of, of, of white power, like talk about financial literacy and blaming ourselves. But like, no, our problems, even down to our family problems, are not a matter of, of, of uh, you know, ourselves. It's a fact that we're an internal colony and our social institutions are what they are because it's what white governance needs them to be because they are the governing class and that that is the quality of insight i needed from black news channel but nobody was ever going to say those kinds of words i mean sure you can talk about the latest black kid getting hit on uh, killed on the street but like that's not talking about power and jobs that's just a black reaction to what white people have decided we can care about now right that's not securing the conditions for black self-determination. And so you tried to be a respectability politics arm of left black politics, but you don't see that those two are mutually exclusive. You can't both be respectable and relevant to black people. You can't both be respectable and authentically black. Because to be respectable, or respectable means to be respectable for whom? For whom? The quality of bougie blacks is not actually serious about, yeah, you know, securing dignity for working class black people, right? So by the way, if you like anything I'm doing, which you should, because I think what I'm doing is important, go over to www.funkyacademic.com, kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, and I'll keep doing what I'm doing. And Mark Lamont. I would like to talk about this with you because I'm sure I got some things right and I'm sure I got some things wrong and I would like to learn and, you know, we can work out. Um, go ahead, shoot me an email. You're kind of a hard dude to, 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 to get the information for. But if anybody knows Mark Lamont and want to hook us up, um, I would like to have this conversation with him because I think Black News Network, and if you look at the views, it just wasn't attracting an audience because there is no organic audience for the Black Face of 
of white news, right? Like, it was, it was, it was a news network for people with a little bit too much bass in their voice to, to <laughs> for MSNBC and CNN, so they'd rather have Don Lemon and John Capehart, right? That's that's still not that's still not a uh, that's still not a relevant that's not relevant to anyone who actually cares about the community uplift of black people. That's that's not relevant. You weren't talking about how to fight the whites. At the end of the day, if you're not talking about the problem is the whites, and you need to go on offensive. And I say political fights. I don't mean like bang bang shooting. This doesn't need to be a shooting war, but we need to be able to fight the whites. We need to. You need a black news network that says. Um, look, Katanji Brown Jackson saying that you don't know about critical race theory isn't enough. We, you're a legal scholar. You're a legal. You're a legal scholar. You need to make the defense, make the defense, and then telling white liberals like, well, we don't talk about critical race theories in graduate school. We don't talk about it in K through twelve. That's not a defense of critical race theory. That's running away. And we needed an a news organ that called them on that. No, you need to defend critical race theory by saying like, look, all right, so there are lots of reasons that we fought the Revolutionary War. Some of them are like for like, you know, self-governments and, and town hall meetings. But that's in the North. In the South, you had little fiefdoms who worried about British screwing up their property rights. And when they, when they talk about British screwing up their property rights, they were talking about Negroes, all right? So like, they were absolutely worried about uh, the, the uh, slavery and the wave of emancipation that, that England was going through. So you have a, uh, a multi-causal explanation for the American Revolution, and we need to study it as a multi-causal explanation in order to grasp what happened, right? And that is going to be a critique on the monocausal um, uh, 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 account of the American Revolution. And, you know, there are books that, like, by white and black historians who make the argument I just made in the last 30 seconds. But that argument needs to be made forcefully on a black news channel, right? That, yes, yes, we should put critical race theory in K through 12 schools. Absolutely. Yes. Because the way we think about race right now needs criticism. <laughs> we need to look back and think that how we've constructed our stories about race aren't actually our constructions made for an ideological project that's not consistent with self-determination, right? And so we need to fill it out. And this, uh, someone says, KBJ can make that argument after she's sworn in. No, that's always the con. That's always the con. Oh, I'll make that argument later once I'm tenured. I'll make that argument later once I, my kids get through school. I'll make that argument later once I get promotion from my next shop. No, you need to make that argument as soon as the argument's relevant and it's always relevant. And then, like, let the chips fall where you may. Or, let, or you're just confusing the people. You're just confusing the people. And I don't need people confused about where the fight is. The fight is the whites. And you need to take control of their organs of cultural formation. I'll say this again. Black people, we need to make a job out of taking control of the organs of white cultural formation. Right? This is, once again, why I do appreciate Donald Glover doing his job with that pilot of Atlanta. Right? Because a lot of white eyeballs are going to see that and now can see that and will see that and, and have to like, kind of wrestle with it. Right? And that is Glover taking control of the organs of white cultural formation. 
right? Go ahead and, and because there's this idea that black people can be made free and self-determining, but white people don't have to actually change how they think about their family, how they think about their church, how they think about their job, how they think about black people. But that's just not true. None of that's true. None of that's true. When black people are made whole, it will change all of that. And we need to like understand that that's the fight. Because they're going to fight to, to hold on to how they understand jobs, how they understand church, how they understand parenthood. And it's all going to have to change if black people are going to be made whole in these United States. So you just got to fight it on those terms. Um, you just have to fight it and work the body. That's, that's kind of what I do with this show. And if you, like I said, if you support me doing it, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com. Um, and because the reason people don't do it like I do it is because you don't get paid a lot of money to do what I do because it makes the whites nervous. And since the whites really run these United States, that's enough to shut down discourse. We don't need Putin. Like people say, like, well, there's no free speech in Russia. Well, is there really free speech in the United States if you're still scared of ticking off whites? I don't know. Kinda. And that's probably what the Russians say. Except instead of the whites, they say Putin. Right? So, just uh, understand the Black, uh, the Black News Network was never going to succeed because its content was the slightly lefter version, slightly blacker version of mainstream news. It wasn't autonomously generated contents fit for the needs of black people. Right? And including like in including stories that might make us feel like we're not free because we aren't free. We aren't free. Black people. And we are and we have to admit that and you tried to be like this fancy like MSNBC with the suits and the crew. Like, no, we, that was bougie. And one thing the Breakfast Club got wrong is like they actually like kind of sound like regular black people and they're not trying, they're not coming in in suits and pretending to be respectability folks. And, you know, I have my issues with the Breakfast Club, but they're not trying to, uh, like, they're not trying to be particularly respectable. And that's probably why they're relevant. You guys tried to be respectable to whites. And to that sliver of black people who can't, like, in the respectability politics crowd, who would just as easily turn on MSNBC and CNN instead of actually just speaking to the problem. Instead of actually just speaking to the problem, you tried to be fancy. And we're not, nobody has time for that kind of fanciness. And nobody has time for that kind of fanciness. All right. Um, and, and, and what, you know, the funny thing about this is that I heard like the guy, they shut off the lights without even cutting you your last check. That's, that is unfortunate, <laughs> but nobody says we don't give a, like a white multi, a uh, multimillionaire who says like, all right, you guys got to go, but when I'm not even going to pay you, you can just sue me and try to get the money that way. Um, they, they just shut down and didn't even pay the last check. Because nobody cares about them Negroes. Like, that is unfortunate. And that is a travesty. But that's also 
completely predictable. They didn't even pay you guys your last check because that's how little power you actually have. The Goldman, or when Lehman Brothers went out, I, you know, I remember uh, when Lehman Brothers went out, then the financial crash, one of my friends worked for a white girl, pretty, you know, whatever. One of my friends worked for her, and I ran into her on the streets. I knew, I knew she worked for Lehman, and she was like, well, you know, got my golden parachute, and then eventually, and then we went out to lunch, and I said, well, you're buying this, right? <laughs> you're, you're buying lunch, and I said, it, yeah, yeah, you know, not a lot of people just tell white girls to pay for their meals, but, like, I felt pretty comfortable saying that because she got her golden parachute from Lehman Brothers, and I was broke. So I told her, like, yeah, you're, you're buying lunch. Or, she, or I think she said, I'm buying. And she expected me to put up a fight. And I said, yep, you are buying. You got your golden parachute from Lehman Brothers. Now, in Black News uh, Channel, you guys not only get a, didn't get a golden parachute, you got, like, the lights shut out and didn't even get your last check. Because my friend who worked for Lehman Brothers was working for, was white and matters in the United States. And... Black people at Black News Channel, you don't matter. If you did matter, you would at least get your last check. You wouldn't be the last to know what went down. Right? Like, you, you do not matter. Right? And that's, we, and that's a conversation we can have about what does it mean for black lives to matter. And I will tell you, one thing it means for black lives to matter is that you get a severance package when they shut down your gig. Because they know you have like bills and mortgage and commitments that uh, uh, that need to be taken care of. But the black the Negroes working at at Black News Channel they don't matter, and which means their bills don't matter, their mortgage matters, which pretty much means their livelihood doesn't matter, the quality of life doesn't matter. It was that someone woke they woke up decided well, don't need them Negroes, and that was it, and that's how much you matter. Remember, <laughs> my friend at Lehman Brothers got a golden parachute because she was white at Lehman Brothers. So when they don't have money, they still pay their whites. You, black people, at a loudly black station, got nothing because you don't matter. And this is in the United States. And you need to be able to talk about it. And the owner is a billionaire. So he could have actually given a severance. But no, you got, the, you, you, got the, you got the Negro deal, right? And you need to be honest about what that means. Right? And we need to be honest about what that means. So you need a black news that actually speaks to what it means to be black. And if you do that, you know, 50-50. But without that... It's just a waste anyway. So you got, you were boring. You were boring. You were irrelevant. And people who you wanted to watch would rather watch the real thing over at MSNBC, even if, you know, it was someone who was, you know, with a little bit less bass in their voice. And, um, and yeah. So I got to tell you, I, I, I hope everyone learns. I hope everybody learns what it means if you try to play their game. And, and, and you, you try to be an organ for black people while still 
Uh, so with the, he's trying to be an organ for black people while still just reacting to the way mainstream news formulates the question as opposed to reformulating the question, actually changing the discourse. Uh, someone said black people on the internet with, in sweatpants are more relevant than all those suits on BNC. Yeah, it's true. Because to be relevant and black in the United States is not to be a black version of white success. I am not a black version. There is no white equivalent of me talking about these issues because I am black. <laughs> like there is no white like I'll talk like in my reason for being. So there is there is no there is no. Um, you tried to be the white version of the black version of white news, and that was just always going to be the wrong way to be. Right. So if you like what I'm doing, go to funkyacademic.com. Hook me up with Mark Lamont Hill. I'm going to go. Uh, I, I got to go help my daughter with her lessons and then put him in the bed. Peace. <laughs>